to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kalen. How are you guys doing today? I am doing very well. Um, I was watching a docu-series, uh, I think it was last week, called um, Killers Caught. I found it very interesting. Uh, they talk about catching the killers, um, the Green River Killer, Arlene Wernos, and Aileen Warnos, um, and the smiley face killer. I do not know the smiley face killer all that well. And then, oh God, I, oh, and then I, I wanted something a little like, I, I don't want to say palate cleansing, but funnier. I wanted something funny to watch, not funnier, but funny. So I was scrolling through Hulu and I found a series that I've heard is good. I just never watched it. And so I started watching it and I'm hooked. Drunk history is fucking phenomenal. I It's to the point where I'm just like, I feel like I need to be drunk watching this and it'd be, and it'd be even greater. Um, and it and it does make me wonder, like, if you are a guest on Drunk History, do you already know that story, or or is it is it something that you you you're kind that you are interested in, but you have but you do look up different facts and whatnot, and then when you're like like everyone on there is completely shit faced, like as as far as I know, only one person is actually thrown up on that show. But I'm only in season three, so it could change. Um, no, but I find it, I, I find it very fascinating because here's the thing. Not only do they have um, the guest star be the narrator of the story, obviously they're telling it, but they get different like actors and actresses to come on and they will do like a whole sketch scene of of everything that the narrator is talking about so i think my favorite one so far was kind of about was um the one about al capone because that one was just jesus um i been having a little bit of trouble getting into book street but i think i've found one so far that is just really grabbing my attention um and it is called i have my kindle near me um the soul summoner by oh dear lord I, my my kindle is super super slow I told my brother and my sister, I'm just like, hey, if you guys need 
um, ideas of what to get me for Christmas, I go, I definitely could use a new Kindle because it, I, oh God, I've had this Kindle for the last, how many years? Probably the last four, five-ish years. And I am constantly on it. So you know how after a little while, you, if you have electronics and you constantly use it, and sometimes um, the battery will not last in it anymore. It just goes through it faster. That is what's happening with this right now. So I said something that they could get me for Christmas, Christmas would be a new Kindle. Which I'll be extremely grateful for. Um, but no, it's the Soul Summoner by Alicia Hader. I believe I'm pronouncing both names correctly. It's spelled E-L-I-C-I-A-H-Y-D-E-R. No, oh, and and I I'm only a couple chapters into it and I am I mean I'm I'm sucked into this because it's, it's, I've been having a hard time lately getting to, into any supernatural fantasy book because usually I'm all over those, but I'm just having the hardest goddamn time with it. And so this is more of like a little bit of, um, supernatural but more but as of right now it's more sustained in real life and and I kind of like those better than a, an entire fantasy world and I think I think it's possible for me the reason why I'm having a lot of trouble with with books that are based in an entire fantasy world is that I cannot picture it myself and that could be one, like, I've tried to read Lord of the Rings. I love the movies. I just could not get into the book. And I think it's because I had to try to picture this whole new land in in my mind. And it was just too much for me to kind of get into and possibly comprehend at the same time. I don't know. That's my thoughts and feelings on it. Um... So I'm excited to read this series. Um, I know I have something else, and I know I do, but my brain is just not working. Don't you hate that when you just wake up early in the morning, you don't know why you can't fall back asleep, and every time you try to fall back asleep something just wakes you up again and so then you're up and then you've got to get through your entire day and then you are like literally I don't want to say you're in a fog because like I don't feel like I'm foggy I just feel drained and exhausted like I I was debating whether or not I wanted to get an energy drink out and I really didn't so I have a Diet Pepsi in front of me and hopefully the caffeine will wake me up. If not, I will go get myself a coffee, which I really don't want to either because guess what? It's snowing. Yes, snowing. I and and here's I I don't know what I don't know if it's just Ohio that's doing this right now or if it's all these other states. I don't know. 
but it's snowing and we still have a shit ton of leaves and trees. Like we each year, we have um, uh, uh, people from the city come over and they'll bring one of their like giant ass trucks and you all all you have to do is rake your leaves into one spot near like it has to be close to the road obviously but rake your leaves close to the road um city workers they'll come and they'll kind of like vacuum up all those all those leaves we haven't done that yet because there's not enough i mean there's quite a bit of leaves on the ground i am surrounded like my house we have fuck what is it um two maple trees and i don't know what type of tree these are i can tell you the leaves and they're like i i can't even i don't even know how to describe these leaves and they're just like those small little they're small little leaves that like it all I don't know. It's I, I, I don't know what type of tree it is. Raking those leaves is the hardest thing because with with maple leaves, like we used to have walnut trees in the yard too, but um, we had to cut one down because of something. I don't remember what, but the other one that we had, we found out that the entire side, the the entire inside was rotted out so we had to do that for um safety reasons sorry my dog is on the floor she's sleeping and she she has puppy dreams like any other dog does but a lot of, like she does move a lot in her puppy dreams and hi baby and a lot of times that scares me because the dog i had before my boston um I thought he was just having a puppy dream one time, but he was having a uh, a grand mal seizure, and so um, that's when we knew there was something wrong. So unfortunately, two weeks after my dog had his first grand mal seizure, we had to put him down because we found out that he had a central brain tumor. So she gets these puppy dreams where she just twitches a lot and it scares me because I think that she's having a seizure. So, <laughs> um, it is just gray and bleak and cold. It is so, like, I have my furnace on and it's so, so cold in my house. I had to turn my fireplace on. It is ridiculously cold and I do not like it. Um, oh, well, I am going to end all my ranting here and we are going to get into our book. So the book we have today is Deadly Omens by Ashley Amy. Our characters are Via, Lear, Bo, Wren, Milo, Lucius, Bellamy, Aster, Lou, Gareth, Lucas, Damon, and Lexi. There is a trigger warning um, in this book and series. You'll find that there is severe bullying and physical and sexual assault. So where we left off last episode was 
um, via or Octavia, she was drawn out to the woods saying that uh, the seven had uh, had Lou and that uh, she needed to trade herself for Lou for Lou to go free. So they um, they had put a bag over her head and they had tied her to a tree. Now, she has been left like that all weekend. And now she's finally untied from the tree, but nothing else is taken off of her. So she has to slowly make her way back to the house. Now, that is probably a good... Oh, man, I'm going to say at least a half mile to a mile walk. It was probably a little bit longer. I'm not entirely sure. And when she finally gets to the house, the bag is taken off of her by Damon. Now, he is pissed the fuck off. And... He knows that the boys had some sort of involvement into it, but via lies, she says that it was um, girls from school saying that they didn't like that she was um, she wasn't conforming to them or or something like that. Um, because she does that because it's a look that um, Lear has on his face. That's just like, oh shit, like, like we are going to fucking get it. Um, so she knows whatever punishment is going to come to the boys is going to be ten times worse than anything that she can imagine. And this is when Lou comes into the house and she starts yelling at Milo. And it's then that she figures out that, one, they're not only siblings, but two, they're twins. Now, Fia is up in her room. She's she's just painting on her walls. So, what her bedroom looked like when she first moved in, I don't know if, if this was what Damon wanted for her. Is it Damon or Damien? I want to say it's Damon. I don't know. Um, anyway... I want to say what he wanted from her is, uh, or or not, not what he wanted from her, but what he kind of thought that she would be, would be this, oh, um, the ultimate girly girl is, is what I'm going for here. So her room is basically everything pink. And that is not her style. I mean, that is not my style either. Um, surprisingly, I don't really care for the color pink. But funny thing is, a lot of my tattoos have pink in them. So, I, I am, am I the type of person that will just go out one day and just wear pink for, for the hell of it? No. Um... I mean, I have a pink hoodie from work, um, and I also have, I think, one or two pink 
uh, t-shirts, but they all have sayings, and I, I think one of them is from um, a restaurant from up in Port Clinton, and then the other one is just like wanting more tattoos or or something like that. Um, um, but me personally, I'm not a pink person. Anyhow, to who? Um. So so, Via is just painting a room to to different things, and and a lot of it is she's just painting silhouettes, symbols, anything that draws her in, or or it has, or she has even basically it's things that she has seen since she was like twelve or thirteen, and all these visions that she's had. Um, and the one that, and, and Lear's the one that comes into a room and the one that stops him in his tracks is the, uh, is the painting of the targets. And so it, it's, it's a target made out of seven rings and it's the tattoo that she finds on all of her seven, she calls on her seven tormentors which is just the minds of the men that she goes into and she sees them kill. Lear later shows the guys um, and he tells them that what Via told them was that she found it on the internet and found it uh, interesting. But the guys have, have decided that uh, they have to... Um, decide if they're going to tell their dads or just wait until Damon sees it because they know this is something that she knows that she should not know. Uh, so the guys are going to go away for the next two weeks and that's when things start ramping up at school. Uh, there's more bullying. So she comes home almost every single day from school with cuts, with bruises, and this is kind of really weighing on Damon because you know he really I think he really was gonna take her in to keep her safe because you could tell in the hospital he had some sort of feelings still had some sort of feelings for her mom and he's not the greatest at showing them but they're there and um and here, here's my thing. Even though this is a, a uh, like a private, the private preparatory school, you would think some of the teachers would intervene with this, but no, no one is intervening. So, um, Dame is asking her questions when she's coming home. She's just telling him that she's handling it. It's just some, some drama with the girls. Um, and and he's just like, if this happens anymore, we are going to have to transfer you to another school. So, but uh, uh, there, it it I think it was the next day when she's getting ready for gym class. She sees Lexi now. Lexi has is. I I do not like Lexi. Um, she is walking around school like she is, um, the queen of everything. And 
it's with her attitude and the way that she is for me personally it just rubs me the wrong way like it's almost like everyone should i should get whatever i want and and uh if anyone gets in my way i can do what i want and and get away with it and that's kind of what has been going on throughout the school year she's been doing what she wants she's been getting away with it um But when they're all in the locker room together, you see Lexi and some of her friends. I don't know if they're videoing um, uh, via or if they're just taking pictures, which depending on if she's undressed or not. I mean, at this point, she's still 17. That's still illegal. But, but she, but, uh, Via confronts her and asks, like, if they're jealous because they don't have a figure like her. And this is just makes Lexi see fucking red. And then she, Lexi just goes over and just starts attacking, um, Via. And, and Via just lets her, she does not fight back. She doesn't do anything. And the girls are trying to pull her off of her when they realize she's not fighting back. And this is going to land Lexi in some serious trouble. And it does. I think they said she was suspended for... I don't know if it was for a couple days or a couple weeks. I can't remember. But Vian ends up waking up in the hospital. And she's told that there are no bro- no broken bones, uh, she has a concussion, and she is severely bruised. Damon and Lucas, who is Lucius's father, is wondering why the boys haven't been protecting her. And they come to the realization that, yes, Rin is the one who is the leader of this group. And if he said that... No one can protect her. They all have to follow that. So now they're just like, why has this been been said? Why? What has been going on that we don't know about? Um, they have a meeting at the house later on. And... All the boys are there along with their fathers. And Lou is also in attendance. Uh, Via listens um, and hears that they are basically... They they try to decide what they're going to do with Via. And and unfortunately, there's not enough people who are voting to save her. So the new plan is is that they are going to use her as a sacrifice for Lexi when Lexi completes the circles for the boys after the new year. But then they decide, you know what, we're going to push that up a little bit farther. We're going to do this right after all the birthdays are done. It's, It's kind of the new thing. So... Via really has to think, I need to get out of this situation. How am I going to do this? What am I going to do? Now, Lou is not allowed to tell her point blank anything. But 
there is a slight loophole around this to where if there's just a gentle nudge, a push, a little point along, Lou isn't exactly telling her anything, but but she is helping her out. Um, and with that, they find not only the Book of Omens that belonged to her mother that went missing when she was 12, but they also find a journal from a woman named P that is dated back to the early 1700s. Lou, the first thing Lou tells her is, I cannot help you anymore until you read that. That's going to give you a lot of the information that you need for right now. And at school, she even she's still being tormented, even with the even with the boys there. The boys are not going to do anything. We've already seen it day in and day out that they're going to let this cruel streak go on. And this is when Lexi and her crew, they grab Via and they take her to the pool. Now, Via is screaming, I don't know how to swim. I can't swim. Don't do this. And and Via is also only in her bra and underwear at this point as well. She was either getting changed into gym clothes or changing out of gym clothes. I do not remember which one. But... Um, they throw her into the deep end of the pool and tell her that it's for her to learn her place in the school. So she sinks to the bottom. No one at like there's the fucking swim team sees this coach and all. They all fucking see this. No one jumps in. No one tries to stop them. I mean, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with the school? If this happened in any other school, you know, there would be expulsions. There would be, police being called there would be so much shit going down like what is wrong with this school seriously um so she's she's drowning she is she's holding her breath she's technically not drowning um she can't swim so sort of yes um and she's holding her breath, but it's getting to the point where her lungs are screaming for oxygen. And right as she sucks in a, 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 a mouthful of water, um, she is pulled out. Um, and she's been given, she is given um, CPR as well. So when she comes to... She sees that Lear is the one that pulled her out. Lucius is providing mouth-to-mouth. And Bellamy is doing compressions on her. Ren is standing in the corner watching it all. He tells her later on that the only reason that she was saved was because he allowed it. What a dick. Seriously, what a dick. Now it's Ren's birthday. And they are throwing a party in the woods for him. And none of the guys, due to the new ruling, are allowed to talk to Via unless it's unless it's to be cruel to her. And there's not a whole bunch of them that are being cruel to her. I think it's only maybe Rin and Milo that really are, are, are just doing it. The rest of them are just kind of um, 
keeping away from her. But on her way there, she has seven ravens that stop in her path. And because of that, she knows that death is coming. But she has not seen this elusive eighth raven that is said to come. Now, she find, she remembers this all from the um, Omens book that belonged to her mom. So she finally gets to the party. She finds Lou and Gareth there. And right as she's trying to tell them what had happened, that's when all the guys come over to her. And and that's kind of when Ren tells her that the only reason she's alive is because of him. And she looks at she looks at Ren, she goes, No, if I died it'd ruin it ruin your daddy's uh whole plan. Um it would ruin their father's plans for her if she died too early. I messed that up. I know I did. But I know what I meant. You know what I meant. I think you know what I meant. Um, so she comes up with a plan then. So she's kind of just egging um, Ren on. And he tells her, if you jumped off this cliff right now, I wouldn't care. So what does she do? Even though she can't swim, she jumps off the cliff and lands into water. And and what happens next? Rin jumps in to save her. And, uh... And so once I get up to shore, she looks at him and says, Checkmate. Like, she knew... She knew, like, all the guys knew that she just played them and played them hard. Unfortunately, due to how far they were carried downstream, they are seven miles away from the house. So they are just um, making camp at a campsite that they have um, already set up and they've had this campsite set up for years that him and that Ren and the boys use I know what I mean it's just not coming out correctly unfortunately there's no extra clothes there's only one sleeping bag and all their clothes are wet so they take off all their clothes so they're both just naked. They go into the um, into the sleeping into the sleeping bag. Now this is also a good thing, and and I've seen a lot of movies and documentaries that show that if you were in cold water and you're out in nature and you can't get to any sort of civilization anytime soon and you're with someone the best way to do that is to share body heat so if if their clothes weren't wet then they could still be in their underwear but um it's also i've heard that it's sometimes also better to be completely naked and just like kind of just snuggle up to someone so then you can share body heat that way and they'll get both your inner temps back up to where it needs to be. Anyway. Um, they they use each other to get off. Like, 
like sexually get off and then in the morning they leave and go back to hating each other so she gets back to the house and damon grounds her uh and more birthdays happen and the boys and lou are and and, and it turns out the boys and lou they're all born one day apart from each other via as well she was born the day after the youngest of them now she's also having dreams of of these men and and this is where it gets a little dark here i'm gonna she so is the first uh it is her first she calls him tormentor um she calls them tormentors. So, and then where she comes to in this dream vision that she's having is, um, this is her tormentor is outside the window watching a father rage at his wife and daughter, telling them that he found out that his daughter is not actually his. Someone let it slip, and that. It was bullshit that he had to take care of someone else's kid for the next 12 years. So he beats his wife and then he tries to sexually assault his own daughter. Even though she may not be his blood, he still raised her. That is still his child in, in, in with what I'm thinking. Via is able to kind of take control and and yells at the mom that she needs to stand up that she can't let this happen so the mom does she gets the gun she shoots the husband she calls 911 she does all of this to save her and and all this happens and and the mom saves her daughter from something horrific um the next night she is woken up or she wakes up in a vision and it's um this man's boss comes to him and was just like you ratted me out now since you took something from me i'm gonna take something from you and turns out this man has um the boss of this man has his wife and and two daughters in a basement uh, tied up and uh, I believe the wife might have been beaten a little bit but basically said you know we are going to rape and torture all three of them you're gonna have to watch all of this and then I'm gonna kill every single one of you via again is able to take over and um unfortunately the, in in the chaos of everything, the mother is shot and killed, but the um, the daughters are able to get away. Even though she was able to help all these people, she feels depressed and and she's hiding out in the school library. And so she hears someone play guitar. So she and this person they start to have a conversation, and when she realizes it, it's it's Aster who is playing the guitar and singing. So she goes, look, I'm going to take your guitar. I'm going to give it to you at the end of the period. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to play some songs. So she does that. 
and um, afterwards she gives the guitar back and things go back to how they normally are with her. Now she tells Damon when she's home that she wants to go to a um, a meeting and it's a meeting uh, for people who have okay so it's either called it's either still called PTSD or PTSS I'm not entirely sure on this so PTSD is post traumatic stress disorder but I believe it was changed to PTSS post traumatic stress syndrome. But I am not entirely sure on that. I I haven't come across an article that completely defines what it is. Unless I truly, I was just skimming the articles a little bit. I'm. If anyone knows the true answer to this, I would love to hear it. I. I I for me, I would love to know. So Damon is going to let her go, but he's going to have one of the boys take her. That turns out to be Aster and Bellamy. Now, she does tell Damon that she doesn't mind that the guys take her, but they are not allowed to come into the meeting and they are not allowed to talk about where they go. In the meeting, she sees the girl from the first dream slash vision and then the two sisters as well. While in this meeting, she tells her story hoping that they will find some strength like she did. She told them that when she was 11, she was raped and that it had changed her view on everything. She started to wear baggy clothes and, and she tried to make herself look unattractive. And when she finally... When she worked through some of the stuff and she realized, you know, it's my choice of who I'm going to let come near me, of who I'm going to let in my body, that I don't have to, that I can, I can dress the way that I want and I shouldn't have to feel pressured to do anything. That she starts to get more confidence in herself and, and everything else like that. And that she's choosing not to be a victim anymore. And that she's and that she's taking her body back. And that she's actually able to have people touch her now. When she gets done talking, she looks she looks up to see Aster in the doorway and and he was listening. And this pisses her off because she was promised. None of the boys would listen to anything. They would not come into the meeting. They would not know what the meeting was about. This is a huge violation to her. She So she goes up to him very pissed off and said, you're not allowed to tell anyone about anything that you heard. Because she doesn't need all this thrown back in her face at school like everything else is. He tells her he wouldn't because if he did, it would be like betraying his own mother. He tells her that he is the product of rape and that he watched his mother kill herself because of what had happened to her. Back in the car, she's hit with another vision, but this turns out differently because she physically 
gets there. Like, she's in the back seat of the car with Bellamy and Aster. And the next, she's standing right next to Lear as she just watched a double murder suicide. And what she does is is she freaks out for a little bit. Lear realizes that she's there. She goes over to him, rips his sleeve up, sees the rings on his arm, and everything clicks. She knows exactly what everything is, and she puts it all together. And when Bellamy and Aster come up, she knows exactly what killers they are, and tells them to round up the other boys because they're about to have a fucking meeting. And that is the end of book two. I mean, there's so many good cliffhangers in this. Like, there is. It's so good. Um, and, and you really... The one thing that gets me the most in, in this book alone is... This fucking school. Like, I... I've never been to a preparatory school. I went to a very, very small Catholic private school, which, I mean, I was kindergarten, first, second grade, so things were a lot different. Plus, that only that school only went up to eighth grade, so I don't know how high school would have been for that. But it's Jesus. It's none of the like all this bullying is going on and none of the teachers are doing anything about it um teachers and students are hooking up and uh, it's there's so many things just going on and then you soon get like this huge big picture of everything in it and it starts to make a little bit of sense but we're not there yet so nothing makes sense um, and it's, I don't know, it's, there's just so, there's just a lot of information that comes at you in this book because you learn more about, um, Octavia and the guys and, and everything else like that. And, then you get all this extra stuff thrown at you. Like, seriously, if if Lexi came up, beat up a girl to the point she had to be put into the hospital, you know in any other school she would be expelled. She would possibly be even sent to juvie or jail depending on how old she was. Um, fuck, I just remember, I was never in any fights in high school, but I remember my senior, I want to say it was my senior year, I took anatomy my senior year, and I just gotten into class, and all of a sudden you hear all this big commotion in the hallways. Two girls were fighting, God, one girl slammed another girl's head into a locker, that just had to hurt. I know the girl was slammed. I think a few teachers ended up seeing that. So she was, I think she either got a week's worth of detention, put into ISS or OSS, or she was, well, well, ISS and OSS are suspension. So we had in school suspension and out of school suspension. 
Um, but I know she wasn't expelled. So I'm not sure what her punishment was. But uh, no, we we had stuff like that happen all the time in our high school. But they were reprimanded real fast. I don't know. It's it's insane. Plus, how cool would it be to go to a high school that had a pool? We, I did not go to high. I don't think there's a high school. I think the closest high school to me that has a pool is about a, a 20, 30 minute drive away. And that is um, uh, Margareta. As far as I know, they have a pool and they have a swim team. I don't know of any other schools around where I am that have that. Um, that'd be fun. Though that would really suck too. Especially if, like, I don't know. Anyway, um, this book was good, it was really messed up, but it was really good. Um, yeah, yeah, all right. So, is sorry, mind is everywhere and not concentrating on what it should be. Anyhow to who. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. I got nothing else for you guys this week. Um, if you guys want to find me on social media, you guys can do that on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Not Your Normal Books Podcast. You can also email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Any sort of um, thoughts, feelings, anything that you think I should be up to date about with certain terms or anything else like that. Um, also, please, if anyone knows the difference between PTSD and PTSS, please, please let me know. Um, I actually do want to know that. And the information that I found on online was very confusing, so I didn't really understand too much of that. Um uh, guys, email me any book suggestions you guys have. I will gladly take them. Um, uh, as always, please rate, subscribe, and review. Every little bit helps people find this podcast. And that is all I have for you. So I will see you guys next week.